All right, all right, all right. Welcome to the Go Mighty Bison podcast. Yes. My high school was actually um, the Southeast Buffaloes. Not the bison, but uh, pretty close. So. I'm, I'm sorry I missed. We should have. We should redo this. Welcome to the Go Mighty Buffalo podcast. Yeah, Wichita. <laughs> All right. Which has nothing to nothing. do with our topic, as usual. Uh, yes, as as usual. Typically, that's the case, right? But maybe we can cycle back around to what we actually. Ooh. Yeah. What you did there? Yeah. Yeah. Why don't you Why don't you explain the joke to anybody listening? <laughs> Today we're going to be talking about uh, periodization. Okay, so basically looking at your training cycles and how you can set up multiple training cycles. So this is a question uh, that we got, and uh, I apologize, I forgot who wrote it, but it was on uh, Facebook. I thought it was a pretty good one because we've talked about cycling before, but we haven't really talked a bit about how you can actually set up cycles in your own training. So what I'm going to do today is we're going to talk about like the differences between some site linear and nonlinear cycling, and then talk about really like how to set up multiple cycles uh, for whatever it is you want to do. So uh, yeah, that's what we're going to be talking about today. Right. I think that's really important because I mean, that's what, I mean, cycles by definition are made to be multiple stacked cycles, right? Yeah. There's having your training focus now and then there's deliberately choosing a temporary training focus that's going to lead into the next training focus. Mm-hmm. And then, you know, deliberately returning through repeating that cycle. That's what cycling is. That's what periodization really is. So if you're not thinking further down the line in terms of what your next cycle is going to be and where these cycles are going, you're not actually cycling. <clears throat> you're yeah. just picking a focus and then maybe doing it again later on. Absolutely. Yeah. And it can be really random. Um, yeah. Sometimes it's actually good depending on what's going on. Like, you know, in your life, if you're super you know, busy and, you know, things are just, let's say kind of out of control in terms of, you know, you having control of what you can do, then sometimes it has to be random. And what I'm talking about is like, let's say, you know, you're traveling a lot or things just happen to come up. Um, that's perfectly fine. But let's look at it like in a perfect world where you're able to look down the road a year from now and say, all right, this is kind of where I want to be. And then you can reverse engineer and work backwards in order to set up specific uh, individual uh, cycles for you to focus on and uh, blocks, if you will. And so, you know, and I, what I just ex, you know explained right now really is kind of a linear example of why we're doing that. But let's backtrack a little bit. Yeah. Why, why is why should we focus on the theme, you know, or a goal at one time? And so we talk a lot about this in GMB, where you want to focus on having a single theme, a single goal at one particular time, and working on that, get better at that. And you kind of put that on, you know, the back burner and then focus on another goal. And I think some people might get confused in thinking that the goals don't work together or, for example, they're completely um, separate goals or whatever. The thing is, everything works together no matter what. It's your body. So no matter what goal you're working on, it's actually going to relate to something else that you were doing. Because again, it's your body and it means that you're going to be improving in whatever it is you're doing. 
the thing is though is if you do have a specific goal like one year down the road it is good to focus on a single theme work on that get really good at it and make sure that you're building off of the previous theme the previous goal working towards your overall goal and so having too many things going on at the same time is actually going to hinder your progress and keep you from you know achieving that particular goal in a, a manner that's going to be good for you and right and a good explanation of that a good demonstration is probably just you know to even talk about you know where the idea of periodization kind wow. of came from and that is high level sport right that's where you're talking about, uh, you know, it could be a pro athlete or an amateur, like collegiate or, you know, Olympian or something, but they have an event that is at a certain time or a season that is at a certain time of the year and their off season or their prep time, they need to spend getting themselves ready to perform at their best at that time. So they've got a kind of deadline and they are backtracking from there to set their thing. But if you are a high-level athlete, the things you have to work on, you have to have a complete game, right? You have to have your strength. You have to have your endurance. You have to have your skills. You have to have you know, specific parts of the skills. Uh, you know, If you're doing – I know nothing about American football, so naturally that's the example I want to use. Um, <laughs> you, know, you, you have to work on your, your uh, passing drills, your catching drills. You have to work on your – you know, your lateral movement, your sprinting, you have to work on your jump, your, your all kinds of different, you know, power movements, changes of direction, as well as, you know, endurance and overall strength. And these are all different things, right? All very, very different things. And even with a full-time schedule for training, you cannot train all of these things really well at the same time. So what the coaches do is they split them up. They split them up into themes and they say, okay, well, you know, we're going to start building your, your uh, base raw strength first. Then the cycle after that, we're going to take a break from that and focus on speed. Then the cycle after that, we're going to focus on power. Right. And that might not be the way that they specifically organize it, but they choose themes that way so that they're not trying to do too many things at once. And that makes the training more productive. But the idea is that you have a goal and it can be a goal like perform at your best in a specific instance, or it can be something more specific for a skill or something. But then you sort of backtrack and you take all the different pieces of that and you put them in an order. So that's where this comes from, right? Yeah. Uh, but if you if you think about, well, you know, I I just want to be able to do the handstand. I don't know why I should not just be doing lots of handstands. Well, it's very different from a professional, but still there's a lot of things going on in that skill and you might want to cycle through the way that you practice that too. Absolutely. And, and whether you realize or not, you're actually going through cycles because uh, as we're going to explain here in a minute, it's, it's similar to what you were saying where you actually need to focus on certain things in the beginning in order to be able to work towards the end goal. And so, you know, bodybuilding is something similar where you might, you know, see a person and they start off where they have their strength cycle, you know, working towards hypertrophy and then eventually looking at actually, you know, cutting that body fat down for the particular show. But when we're talking about these particular cycles, we're looking at it in more of a linear fashion. And so 
even within uh, the goal of just getting a handstand, uh, really what happens is you're looking at going through stages of um, gain or creating the ability to be able to get towards a handstand. So you start off first, you have to have that strength and you have to have that range of motion. And so this is the first thing that we're looking at is the development of that strength and that range of motion. And we're going to come back to this and give some other examples, but right now I just want to kind of go through it real quick. And so we have the strength, uh, range of motion uh, development. Then we're moving in towards uh, looking at motor patterning. And so this is where we're starting to look at like going from um, capability to ability to actually start working on a particular movement. And so we're getting that motor patterning down, uh, working towards the next uh, phase of skill acquisition. And then finally, we focus on uh, refining that movement. And this is where uh, we're getting to the point where we actually know how to do the movement. We can do the movement. And now we're just trying to just shine it up a bit, if you will. And so, again, whether you know it or not, you're going through these stages uh, when you're working on any skill. And so the thing that we're trying to get at uh, with today's chat is be more aware of what's going on in those stages and, um, you know, accepting the fact that you are in a particular stage and that's a good thing and being able to allot the necessary time and energy to be able to stick with that. It's going to help you to be able to work towards your goal more efficiently. So go ahead. What? And just real quick, like if, if you're working on skills or doing, uh, you know, common types of body weight exercise and stuff. And if you're familiar with the idea of progressions, that's basically, the yeah. same kind of thing that we're talking about. Uh, the difference is that we, with a cycle, you assume that you will again do those basic things again. And I think anybody that's been doing skill-based training for any length of time knows that even when you do go through a progression, once you get to a higher level, you do still practice the the more fundamental levels. And so you are cycling, even if you're not specifically intending to. So these progression type of uh, ways of looking at training too are also just kind of a special case of periodization. Yeah, yeah. And so as we've already talked about, like in the linear example, you do kind of have an end date, if you will. So uh, you're looking at whether it's a year, it, it could be a few months down the line, but you understand that, okay, this is the end date for whatever you're looking at then you have the certain cycles within there. So you can work backwards. A great example uh, in my case, to be honest, is whenever I travel, um, I'll look at like, for example, my year, let's say, and, and I'll set up my cycles depending upon my travel dates. The reason for that is because I know that when I'm traveling and teaching, um, I'm not going to be able to really stick to the particular routine that I had before. And so by understanding that and knowing when these particular dates are going to happen, I can reverse engineer that, have my cycles occur while I'm in Japan and can stay focused on whatever particular goal that is during that time. Now, that is the linear example. And then within that linear example, the nonlinear example is basically where we have the shorter blocks of things happening. So let's say we have that one year and in the, you know, the first uh, two months, uh, you know, would be A and then the next two months B and things like that. So within A, we have these shorter blocks. And these are where you actually have different attributes happening 
throughout the week. So this would be the actual details of what's going on. On, on Monday, I'm going to be focusing on let's say for example, this particular strength move. Then on Tuesday, I'm gonna be focusing maybe um, on my uh, control within the local motion. And so these again are where we're looking at in terms of GMB. We're looking at strength, we're looking at flexibility, or we're looking at control. Um, and you know, within that, of course, we also have the power, uh, endurance, and the little things and the tweaks that we make during the week through that cycle. Okay, so again, this can get very, very detailed. And this is actually why if you are a beginner, it's good to have a program laid out for you and you just trust in the process. And so it's not being blind to something. It's simply though, um, in order to get a better grasp for what you need is working through that program and making sure you do work through the program and trust in the process and spend the time uh, to get better at whatever you're doing. Because the thing is, it's not just about doing the movements. You're actually learning as you go what your body needs. And so then as you get better in following this particular protocol, you learn more about yourself. And then in the next cycle or even further down the road, you're able to actually make intelligent adjustments because you know how things are set up and you know uh, these particular cycles, linear and nonlinear, and how they're going to be better for you and your lifestyle. And that's really what it kind of comes down to is being able to look at your lifestyle and set up a program that's going to be able to match you. The programs that we have out there in GMB, um, we're looking at the general population, if you will, and trying to create a program that we feel is going to be the best representation for the majority of people out there to follow to give them the best results. And so um, likewise, if you do have any special considera- uh, considerations or things like that, this is where having a coach uh, working with you uh, is a very good thing. Yeah, and just like a general PSA for anybody who is you know, a beginner or you know, even if you've been training for a little while but haven't really followed too much of a program or haven't, haven't seen a whole lot of like, uh, progress lately, one of the really important things to consider is that I, I, I've met a lot of very, very intelligent people. And what I, what I know from experience of working with many, many, many people is that no matter how smart you are, uh, you, no number of books that you can read there are no number of Wikipedia and T Nation and Reddit articles that you can read that will teach you how to make a program that will actually be worth a shit. Mm. Uh, unless you have done, unless you have followed programs for at least, I would say at least like two years even, at least a year, but more likely two years. You need at least a year, probably more like two years of actual following programs probably written by other people uh, that are well thought out to see how they work, to know how they work for you and to get a sense of as you go through these things and as you cycle and you go from one program to another, one phase of a program to another phase to see how that goes for you. So anyway, that's, I don't want to get too off track, but just as a PSA, when we're talking about things, you know, it doesn't mean that you should try to make your own program or try to organize, you know, the perfect training cycle or anything right now. You need to have some experience with these things to be able to implement them. Uh, 
you know, Dan, Dan, John always says, you know, if you're your own coach, uh, your coach is an idiot. Yeah. I, I love that. I, I think a lot of people have said that Yeah. you, I, I have written so many perfect training programs for myself <laughs> and I have followed zero of them. And if that's somebody with decades of experience, if that's my, the way it works for me, I'm just willing to bet most people starting out are not going to fare any better. Yeah. So just to throw this out there as well is uh, I have a coach as well. So I don't actually really crack my own training programs because again, I know I'm going to do things that I want to be doing and there's things that I'm missing out on. And so that's why I have a a couple of people that help me out with that. So what we're going to do right now is we're actually going to look at an example of a year for a person, and I'm going to use GMB as an example. Why? Because I really know GMB, GMB well. Okay, you're pretty well versed in the GMB I, programs and how they're set up. Huh? I've got some experience with this, and I thought this would be a good example for everyone listening. Because obviously, you're listening to us because you like GMB, and we love you for that. And so, this is going to be an example of a generalist. And what I mean by this is that it's not saying this is for us particular sport. It's not for a particular activity. It's simply, if you love GMB and you're working through GMB, what would be an example of cycling through a year of training in GMB? Now, I want to say though, the goal for us is not for all of you to do more GMB. The goal for what we're doing in GMB is to help you to be able to enjoy your activity and your sport more. Okay. But this is just an example of for a year. If you were to just do GMB, this is an example. I'm not saying this is exactly how you should do it. Okay. But let's get into it. What would be the first building block skills or theme that you'd be after? Now, again, we're coming back to this and looking at at this as a generalist. Let's say you're just getting into GMB. What would we suggest you do? Well, first off, let's look at like a four week cycle. And the thing is, is this is only going to be looking at our six foundational movements. That's a push, that's a press, that's a pull, it's a rotation. We have a squat in there, and we're doing local motion. Now, this cycle, the purpose of it is to improve our strength, our flexibility, our control. And the reason why is, it again, in a general fashion, this is the foundation. We're trying to get stronger, a little bit stronger. We're trying to get a little more flexible than we were, and we're trying to gain a little more control. It's not saying that we have a particular goal in mind in order to like get the front splits or the muscle up or anything like that. No, we're first building the base. And so that's why we look at these general movements. Now, what movement should you start with? Well, to be perfectly honest, for me, it always comes down to the very, very basic movement, okay, of whatever that is for you. And let's say that, um, you know, someone says, oh, you got to start off with a push-up. What if you can't do a push-up? Great. Find a movement that you can do that you can work on, okay? And that's what we're after. It has to be about you. That's why in our programs, for example, integral strength, we don't start off with just saying, all right, let's do a push-up right now. Yes, we assess. But what we're looking at is where is the movement you need to start with and then focusing on that movement. So that's, that could be a four-week cycle. Or, to be honest, it could actually be just taking a single program, for example, elements, 
where, yes, there's no pull in there. But the thing is, you're still going to be working on these foundation, the other foundational moves, which are very important. And it's going to set you up to be able to start working on that next cycle. Okay, so that's just an example there. Uh, the 16B foundational move moves, if you don't know about this, just look it up. Okay, we got an article up there on there and uh, I just shot a video on those. Okay, anyway, move on. So that's our first cycle, all right? The next cycle could actually be where we look at specific skills. Now, a lot of people come to GMB and they have a specific skill in mind and they want to jump right into that skill. If you already have that foundation down, yeah, that's cool. You can do that. But spending time for possibly eight weeks on building those foundational movements first is going to help you when you get into the specific skill work. Now, when we're going through specific skill work, we're looking at either one or two goals. Okay. It could be like, for example, let's say that you're really interested in a handstand. Okay. This is where you're looking at the first order of business. This could be like a six to eight week program where you're saying, all right, I need to first focus on my strength and my range of motion. Now this is going beyond those fundamental movements that we're talking about. This is actually looking at the strength and the range of motion needed for that particular skill. So in this case, if we're looking at strength, we're saying, okay, do I have the strength to be able to walk up the wall and hold myself up against that wall? If not, cool, that's what I need to work on. Do I have the flexibility and the mobility in my wrists and the strength in my wrists to be able to start working on the handstand? If not, cool, start working on that. And once you have that, then, then you start working on the motor patterning. So this is where you're starting to work and look at the particular things within that skill that you need to focus on that move beyond the strength and the ROM that you already have. So this could be where, okay, you're going to start working on the kick up. Now you're going to start working on the bail, the cartwheel bail so that you know that you're safe to start working on that handstand. You're, you're focused on creating that framework, if you will, that's going to teach your body what it means to start getting upside down. And you're starting to make those connections between the brain and the body that this is going to be happening uh, when you're working on particular skills. Then the next Part of this single cycle is skill acquisition. So this is actually where you're starting to work on that handstand. You're starting to do things like, for example, get upside down. You're starting maybe to even try to hold a freestanding handstand. You're getting to that point where you've moved past the capabilities and you have the ability to work on that handstand. So that's where you spend the majority of your time. Then the final part of this particular cycle is simply as I mentioned before, uh, movement pattern, which is your polishing up things. This could be where, okay, you, you feel comfortable being upside down, but now you realize after taking video of yourself that you're not pointing your toes. You realize that you need to push a little harder. You need to shore up the line of your handstand. And so really this is the end part. And it doesn't mean that you're, you can do this skill perfectly. It simply means that you move beyond the fact that you just wanted to kind of get that skill, you're now looking at how you can make that skill better. I mentioned six to eight weeks. This could actually be a little longer, but I do suggest that, you know, eight weeks with two months, of course, is a good point to kind of take a little break after that. And so the reason why is you're doing a lot of stuff, you're focusing on one particular skill, two particular skills, you need a deload week. And this is tough for a lot of people. And so what would happen after those after that particular cycle, 
take a vacation, do a different activity, deload, give yourself a break. You're not going to lose your gains. You're going to be fine. You're actually going to be better when you come back to that particular skill. Anything to add to that, Andy? No, I, that's, that's pretty damn complete. <laughs> yeah. All right. So, so we spent time working on our foundational movements. We did a quick cycle. In this case, I get four-week cycle in the very beginning. Then we did about a, two months of actual handstand work is the example that I gave for you there. Now, I want to say within that second cycle, when we were working on our handstand, it doesn't mean that we just put everything else to the side. Um, I'm not saying that you can't do like a full body circuit, you know, once or twice a week. That's perfectly fine. Okay. All I'm saying is that the main focus of the cycle is that particular skill. Andy, you like to mention, like, it's like when you're cooking, you know, yeah. you have, you have your pot or your pan, your main thing that you're focused on in front, and you have your other stuff on the back burners that are simmering. You check on those things from time to time, but you're not so focused on that that you lose sight of what's right in front of you and you don't want to, you know, burn whatever you're... (laughs) Right. If you spend all your time stirring the sauce and you burn your, your main course then you're going to basically, your dinner is soup now. Yeah. Congratulations. Yeah. And so you got to learn how to use the back burner. It's absolutely exactly. essential. Exactly. So from time to time, you just go back, check on it a little bit, and just see if it's okay, and you're cool. And you don't worry too much about it. All right, so we did our deload then week. Uh, we went to Cancun. You know, I had some good tequila. We're back. Things are awesome. All right. So the thing is, is this is where, you know, looking at your long scale thing, you already have this into play. You know what you want to be focusing on the next time. And this is another example of where we can actually back burner that former skill, the per, pardon me, the previous skill that we were working on. Yeah. Now we can spend the next six to eight weeks on a new skill. Now, let's say in this case that our new skill, so we got the handstand, it's kind of there. And, you know, throughout the week, we're going to go back and check on that again. We'll play with it just a little bit. And this is a great example of where play comes into this literal play, where we just go back and mess around with the handstand. We understand that we're not trying to perfect it per se. It's just the fact that we're enjoying our time with the handstand a couple times a week. Our new skill now is like, okay, where control was our main thing before. Right now, we want to look at it, it, it really getting better at flexibility. But we reframe this instead to look at it, not just flexibility, but mobility as well, okay? And so in this case, we're actually going to take a look at locomotion. And so we spend the next, you know, six to eight weeks on looking at these new skills, but they're in terms of locomotion. So this is a theme that we have. So this could be, um, for example, where we might use something like vitamin, or we actually might just go through elements again. So where we might have used that in the very beginning as our our foundational, foundational movements, this time we have a specific theme, and that is we want to get better in our control within our locomotion movements, okay? So it's not that it's one particular skill, it's a particular theme. And doing this, let's say Monday, Wednesday, Friday, we do that. And then on Tuesday, Thursday, we go back and we play with the handstand a little bit more. Okay. And so this is actually pretty easy in the sense that, okay, we follow along with this program and we know what's going on and we're still moving towards our end goal. 
and we're having fun with it. We have the play in there and it's allowing us to progress. But by coming back to this, we're also improving these individual skills. We're improving our push. We're improving our press. We're improving our squat, our locomotion, which are the, which are the foundational movements. And, um, Again, having fun with it, okay? So once again, we go and we do that circuit, or pardon me, we do that cycle. It's time for another week off. And some people will be like, wow, that's a lot of weeks off. <laughs> Actually, it's not. If you look at one year, if you look at one year, you know, you're only going to be taking what? Like, let's say four weeks off. And some people are like, holy shit, that's a lot of vacation. And Andy and I actually don't take that you know, vacation, but I do do these deloads where I'll take a step away. And so during that time, for example, um, I might only just do my Brazilian Jiu-Jitsu, you know, I'll stretch a little bit, do some mobility, but there's no real focus during that week. Okay. It's really trying to step away from that particular skill, that theme that I had before. All right. Right. And it doesn't mean bed rest. It doesn't mean you have to go on a vacation. I mean, take that time to do something else. Take walks around the neighborhood if you want to, you know, go, go for a hike, uh, play a few games of tennis, like try, try a sport that you haven't really played or something. Like do stuff, but take time away from being focused on that very specific thing. Exactly. And again, this is looking at a very general, general idea and, and um, example of how you could go through the year of doing this kind of thing. Again, okay, it's going to be up to you, but I always suggest taking deload um, and, and weeks off. Okay. So the next eight weeks, okay. We, we did, you know, we did a handstands before. We looked at doing a lot of locomotion stuff. This time we're like, all right, you know what? This time we're going to focus on strength. This time is strength. Whereas before it could have been vitamin. We could have focused on vitamin, just, you know, going through eight weeks of, of vitamin, you know, before in that previous cycle, looking at locomotion. I think this time we're focusing on our strength, okay? So the way that we're going to be doing this is we're going to be looking at circuits. I love circuits, Okay. And this is how you can do this. This is exactly how we do it in GMB. We have this little thing called five Ps. So what you're going to do is you're going to take these strength skills that are happening within the circuit. And what you're going to do is during your practice portion is you're going to take the particular skills that are in the strength skills that are in the circuit. And you're going to focus on two, maybe even just one strength move and practice that movement. And so you set aside time before doing your circuit to get better at one of those strength moves or possibly two. Then you do your circuit and you do that twice. Now I'm saying only twice. And the reason why is this, if you hit that circuit hard two times a week, that's going to be good enough. It's going to help you to get strong and you're going to be feeling better. Okay. Yeah, maybe three times a week is cool. But if you're doing other activities in your life, which I hope you are, twice a week is good enough. Now, this is exactly what I did. I hit it hard twice a week. And my circuit, you know how long it is? It's 20 minutes, period. That's it. And I'm huffing, I'm puffing, and I'm sweating like Mike Tyson trying to read by the time that I'm done with it. And I'm done. It's good. So the other days then, what are you going to do? Well, you can go back and you can play a little bit with a handstand. You can do a little bit of locomotion if you want, okay? And so, again, those are the things on the back burner. And the cool thing is, 
as you progress through this year, you're going to have the ability to be able to do anything you really want because you spent the time building up to that. And you focused on one single theme each time and you got really good at that. So when you go back and, you know, visit that particular theme or skill again, it's still going to be there. And that's, that's how we can progress and continue to get better at everything throughout our life. So that's it. You do that eight weeks, you do this, you know, you do your strength. What's going to come next? Deload. Okay. And then you can just keep going. And so it could be then that you come back and, you know, you're focusing next on, all right, I did this strength circuit and things, and I focused on my push-up. I'm really good at my push-ups now. I'm really good at my inverted presses, really good at my pull-ups, okay? So the next, you know, six to eight-week cycle could actually be a strength skill, a bigger strength skill like the muscle-up. You can focus just on doing the muscle-up. You can then also add in your handstand to that, and then you hit that circuit maybe once, maybe twice a week. Thing is, skills like the muscle up, you're going to be building strength. You're going to be building, you know, control. You're going to be building better uh, mobility. The other thing, too, is you're going to be building muscle, literal muscle, by doing things like the muscle up. And so the cool thing is, again, everything is building off of each other. And as you keep going, this is where you can start to add things in. And it gets really fun because this is where you start to really see the possibilities. And this is kind of where we're going with everything. And this is why cycling to me is so important is that the more you cycle and look at having a specific theme, the better off everything else is going to be. And trying to do everything all at once is going to hinder you. It's going to keep you from being able to have the ability to be able to access other skills quickly, efficiently, and without injury. And um, that's a good thing. Okay. So um, looking back at this one more time, just, just think of it this way is easy way to be would just be follow the programs. You do a single program in GMB, whatever it is, it doesn't matter. You start off with elements. Great. Start off with elements. After elements, take a week off. Next thing, what are you going to do? Integral strength. Great. Do integral strength. When you're done, take a week off. Next, what do you want to do? whatever, vitamin, cool, do it. But during that time, when you're doing the programs, allow yourself to be able to take a step back and do something else if you want to do it. I'm not asking you to like quit the program. What I'm just saying is that make sure that you have uh, times where you're allowing yourself to take a break, deload, doing a different activity or something like that, okay? There's a lot of stuff that I just covered in there, and I know it can be kind of complicated, but again, it just simply comes back to looking at setting things up. What do you want to be able to do? Reverse engineer that, put it into cycles, and understand that life is going to happen. And when life happens, just being able to say, okay, this is cool. I need to adjust things, but it's still fine. And really, that's all it is. And um trusting in the process if you're just starting off trust in the process follow along with the programs and really i think the most important thing is just to be clear on on what you want i think it just comes down to that 
And if you don't really know what you want, then it's going to be difficult to actually set up these particular cycles for yourself as you move forward. If you don't know what you want, you're going to get it. That's exactly right. <laughs> right. Uh, I think that's great. And I mean, and if this does feel complicated, I mean, honestly, you can't go wrong with, I mean, for our stuff, even just do elements, then yeah. do integral strength, yeah. then do elements again, then yeah. integral strength again. If you just do nothing but cycle between those two programs, mm-hmm. you'll be giving yourself a pretty balanced uh, yes. absolute yes. diet of movement and strength and Every time you return to the program again, you're going to be able to do it at a higher level and do it better. Um, So it doesn't have to be complicated, but Ryan gave some really good examples of if you do have something specific and if you are trying to plan for a goal further in the future, that reverse engineering process is something that is really helpful and really important. But don't think that you have to do that in order to be getting value out of your training. Absolutely. You know, again, it's the older I get, you know, I think that easier things get for me because I realize that I don't necessarily need nor want to do everything. And like what you said, elements and integral strength. If you were only doing that, you'd be pretty well off, to be honest, in in looking at other activities in your life Um, because you're always going to be coming back to those programs at a higher level of understanding not just of the movements, but of your body and what you need. And you can actually make slight adjustments according to what you need. Therefore, you're always going to be making improvements. And that's a super cool thing. So, Indeed. All right. That's about it. Uh, talked a lot there. Thank you for listening. And the other thing, too, if you ever have any questions, feel free to reach out. You know, Hit us up, and we can help you with those questions. All right. Thanks for listening. Bye. Later.